0: So welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Professor Benedict Berninger, who has given a great talk this afternoon at the IAPPN Festival. Uh, tell us about this field of interest. Our research concerns the possibility of doing something which happens during development, namely the generation or formation of new neurons in the adult brain. So we all know the problem that... Uh, The neurons that we have in our brains, they have exactly the same age as ourselves. So I'm 51 years old and every neuron in my brain also has 51 years. And so if one of these neurons dies, um, there will be no replacement for this neuron. And that essentially means that um, with the loss of these neurons, we, of course, Compromise uh, the function of the circuits of which these neurons form part. Now, the idea that we try to pursue is, what well, uh, is that perhaps we can reinstate some of the mechanisms that operate in development that account for the generation of new neurons in the adult brain. And of course, we are, one has, we have to be honest, we are still quite at the beginning, but we have very encouraging uh, data that show that in principle uh, something like this is possible. Now, how do we start? So we actually start from really basic knowledge in developmental um, biology. And developmental biology has taught us that essentially all neurons that we have, and I just said that they age with us, ...that these neurons are derived from stem cells... ...and these stem cells share many features with cell types... ...that you can find later again in the brain... ...but they are no longer stem cells. And these cells are called glial cells... ...or um, more specifically astrocytes. So we have lots of astrocytes in our brain... ...and these astrocytes have many important functions... ...but they are not capable any longer to generate neurons... Now, in embryonic development, they have very um, closely related, they are very closely related cells, so-called radial glia. We can call them also uh, stem cell glia. And these cells, they are actually the ones that give rise to our neurons. Now, they share a common lineage. They share many features, but they they are different in the ability of the cells in development making neurons and the cells in the adults no longer making neurons. Now, that's a difference that we like to bridge. Can we actually teach uh, the glial cells in the adult brain to make new neurons? And that's where we uh, start with our strategy to use actually the information that the other glial cells have in development to introduce this information, which is genetic material, into the um, the uh, glial cells in the adult brain, and then to see whether we can actually whether these would now start to make neurons. And uh, <clears throat> at this stage, we can do these experiments using model systems like the mouse um, in cell cultures. But for some experiments, we also have to do this in vivo and uh, and test actually whether these glial cells can be brought to uh, make new neurons and. There we have very encouraging results that actually suggest, yes, uh, in principle this is possible. So what we do is we uh, seek DNA, so genetic material that encodes for master regulators of cell fate. And we know from many decades of developmental biological studies that there are certain factors that regulate the uh, fate decisions in the developing brain. We take some of these sequences that code for these master regulators and introduce them directly into these glial cells. And what we observe is that um, these cells start to convert into neurons or at least neuron-like cells. So maybe it's good to say neuron-like cells because we still have to prove that these neuron-like cells actually um, share, um, or h- how close these are actually to the indulgence neurons that we find, and how close they would be to the neurons that we would like to regenerate, uh, particularly in context of disease. So in your wildest dreams, you must have these moments, 3 o'clock on a Sunday morning, yeah. you think, oh, this is incredible. Where, where would this go over the next 10 years? How yeah. do you see this research impacting? So I mean, there's one problem that ten years is a is a short <laughs> time frame, and it's particularly a short a short time frame because um, human neurons take a long time. So if we do experiments in a mouse, certain things happen happen within few days, sometimes within few weeks. But if you look at the maturation of a human neuron, this takes. Uh, up to nine months, or sometimes more, which means that studying all this process is something which probably will require some years um, to to really fully assess the the potential. But nonetheless, what I'm quite optimistic is that we will be uh, actually finding strategies which allow us really to convert glial cells into neurons with specific identities. I think this should be accomplishable within a time frame of 10 years um, perhaps we can even um pass through at some stage um preclinical studies with um non-human primate models so currently we still do everything in the mouse or the rat but at some point certainly if one would like to move um to uh, To think about the cl- clinical um, applications or translation into clinics, probably one would need to go through a non uh, human primate model system and and that would take another certainly five to six years i think um, and then we can if then um, like um, the if if our concept proves right, then we can think uh, about testing the safety of these uh, strategies in a clinical context so I think probably by so in 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 the time frame of six to ten years, we would be able to make concrete um, plans for going into a clinical trial, so that's at least the hope yeah. um, Of course, this means or requires that what we do uh, essentially works, and that there are no much better strategies that uh, of course compete with the strategy that we have in mind.